This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to look into the Word of God today. You know, uh, Paul said this. He said, holding forth the Word of life. Now, why is that important? Well, in Acts, we find it says that the Word prevailed mightily. And for the people of God and uh, and for the world, the Word of God is His will. It's, his, it's what God wants. It gives us his thoughts. It gives us his plans. It shows us his heart. It witnesses throughout the generations his mighty hand. So the word of God is important uh, for all of our lives. I want to entitle this today, What About You?, what about you? You know, we're hearing and seeing and understanding that things need to change. Change is needed. There are some things that need to change. Well, I want to encourage you today that, to also to know and understand this, that things won't change until people change. You've heard it said, uh, we're, we, hear the, uh, we hear the many voices saying we need to have an open conversation in this nation about race relations. And to that I would say, aren't we? Isn't it out in the open? And now listen, right now there's a lot of accusation in the air on the air. But what we need now is not just an open conversation, but an honest conversation. To where then and to whom can we look for an honest conversation? Real answers, uh, real change. It will only come when we find and agree upon the truth. Well, I believe that we must look to Jesus before all And above all, as a follower of Jesus, we look to Jesus. So what? What did Jesus say? Well, and what did Jesus do in the face of racial conflict? Well, because he gave us uh, his book, it's worth a look in in his book. We have his book. And in his book, we have recorded his will and his way. So in John, the fourth chapter, I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Bible. We're going to see where in verse number five, it says that in verse number four, actually, it said he was uh, traveling around Israel and he was preaching and teaching, demonstrating the kingdom of God. That was Jesus' message, was the kingdom of God, the government of God. How life is, how life would be and should be 
and could be when God is allowed to rule and reign in the heart of man. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. That was his message. That still is his message today. But it said that, and he returned to the province of Galilee, he had to pass through the Samaritan territory. Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph long ago. Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well. He sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink of water. Now, I want to give you a little backdrop uh, here. Uh, uh, There was trouble between the Jews and the Samaritans. Uh, They despised each other. They were because of race. There was racial tension. And they hated each other. Despise is 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 a... uh, more eloquent word perhaps, but they, they hated each other, sometimes hidden, sometimes uh, openly. Now, now we, I want you to see this. When Jesus said, give me a drink of water, she, it says, surprise, she said, why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? This is a racially charged statement. She, she is labeling him and herself and, and the position and the perspective go together. Why would a Jew talk to, interact with, want anything from, ask anything of a Samaritan? It is a racial statement. See, the Jews and Samaritans had issues that were race-related. There was prejudice. You know, there's always them and us, isn't it? Those who self-righteously impose, you know, their purity on those that they oppose and, and believe that they are polluted. Well, let's watch Jesus. He said, if you only knew who I am. Boy, I'll tell you that is an answer right there. If folks only knew who Jesus is. Isn't that why we're here as the church? To help to know Jesus and to help people know who Jesus is. So to the so to the 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 when race flies in our face, we say, if we only knew who Jesus was. See? Now watch the woman. She says this. Oh, he says, let me say this says, if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I'd give you living water. The woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket. And this well is so very deep. Where do you, where do you think you're going to find this living water? Do you really think? Now listen, here, I love this. Here's, here's another thing. She says, do you really think that you're greater than our ancestors? Here again, it's another racially charged statement. This is her position. This is the culture that has cultured her. She says, do you think you're greater than the, our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank it from, uh, 
it himself along with his children and livestock. You know, Jesus refused to kind of go there, didn't he? He, uh, he said this, we watched Jesus. He said, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. What's he saying? If you drink from the world's well, from man's well. If you drink from, the, uh, from that well, it's going to leave you high and dry. You're going to come back again and again and again and never be fully satisfied. He said, but, he said, the water I give them, they will, if they drink from the living water, they'll never thirst again and be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. So the woman, now watch the woman again, uh, she replies to Jesus, and she says, uh, and she says this, well, give me the water. I want you to notice that, that uh, when, when she said to Jesus, who are you? Are you greater? He turned it and he said, now let's, Let's ask this question as well. That's a fair question. So I'm going to ask you a question. What about you? And then he, addri- and he, and then he addresses uh, something that's a little deeper than just what's going on on the outside. What about you? If anyone drinks the living water I give them, they'll be forever satisfied. Let me ask you today, what about you today? What water, what well are you drinking from? What well are you drawing from? You see, as we watch this dialogue back and forth, and there needs to be a back and forth. There needs to be a back and forth. But the woman said this. He gave her an invitation. And the woman said this. She goes, well, I want that kind of water. I want that living water. And so, uh, let me ask you this. What do you want? Do you want what the world is offering? The same water from the same well? That which doesn't satisfy? That here we go again? And again, and again, and again. See, watch Jesus. Because he really gets up close. If we show just a little drawing near to God. A little interest. A little intrigue. See, Jesus gets up close and then he presses her personal issues. He puts his finger on her, what about you? He says to her, well, go get your husband. Maybe he's thirsty too. And so she said, I'm not married. Now listen, listen, the servant of the Lord must not strive. Must not be quarrelsome or condemning, but be gentle and apt to teach. See how gentle he is with her. Go get your husband. She goes, I'm not married. He goes, you've spoken the truth. Now we're down to the level of we're, we're having an honest conversation. And we're being truthful with one another. Now, it's a little cl- too close for comfort because, oh, she's got to shift gears here. She says, the woman said, you must be a prophet, so tell me this. 
Why do our fathers worship God here on this nearby mountain, but your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship? Let's go back to your people and my people. Let's talk about your people, let's talk about my people, but let's not talk about you and me. So she goes back to how she's been cultured and trained and seeing through her filter, and we all have filters, don't we? She asks this question, which is right? Is your people right? Was my people right? So Jesus responded. You know, we don't need to react to people's reaction and then get in this chain reaction that just goes off the charts here. You know, there's reaction and then there's response. It says Jesus responded. He said, believe me. This is how he he addressed the... Racial statement, your people, my people, which is right. He said, believe me, and he called her dear woman. Now that must have also shocked and surprised her. Because if Jesus says dear woman to you, there's not a bit of condemnation. There's not a bit of culture except the kingdom of God. It's like God made you. And he loves you. And I'm about to die for you. So that you can know that deep inside of you. Believe me, dear woman. It's not about them. It's about you. And your heart. It's not about what they say. It's not even about what you're saying right now. It's about you and your relationship with Father God. It's about you and me here talking today. It's about your heart. It's about your heart. He's asking her, what about you? He goes down and says, your people don't really know. He says, my people are supposed to know. I mean, he was catching it on both sides here. He says, my people are supposed to know. And there is some experience there. So salvation is supposed to come from the Jews. And now I like this. She says, oh, this is all so confusing. But I do know that the anointed one is coming, the true Messiah. And when he comes, he will tell us everything that we need to know. I'm going to tell you something now. That is a powerful statement. We said, this is the one thing that I do know and understand. The one. Jesus said, he went on to say uh, this. It's not, listen, it's not what man's tried to make it, sister. Dear woman, it's not what man has tried to make it. It's not about the right place. It's not about the position or the perspective or the posture uh, of your race. It is not about your people and my people. It is about God's people. 
And he's saying, what about you, your heart today? Aren't you, aren't you the one the Father is seeking and searching and looking for? A sincere worshiper of God. Now watch the woman. She said, again, this is all so confusing, but here's what I do know. There is one and he is coming and he will tell us. Everything we need to know. See, we really need to know some things today, don't we? We need to know the truth. We need to know. Now listen. And that truth would simply be this. From the Father's heart. We need to know the Father's love. See, with Jesus, and I love this statement. He said, you don't have to wait any longer. You don't have to wait on an act of Congress or the next president. Are you listening? Our hope is never going to be in man. You don't have to wait until the neighbor does this or doesn't do that. You don't have to wait any longer. He said, I am the one you have been looking for. Jesus, I'll tell you what now, the bigger picture in this, the greater picture is, and I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is the one that you are looking for. The one voice above all the other voices. And at that moment, listen, at that very moment there had to have been a a revelation in her heart because when Jesus tells you who he is now this is a this is a moment of magnitude because he is clearly people had asked him and he had asked his disciples who do men say that I am everybody was guessing but he told this woman plainly I am that one who is this woman listen she's the one that is in racial discord she's the one that is that is looking through a glass darkly she's the one that is the furthest away do you hear me Jesus came to where where she was. And I'm going to prove that to you from the word of God. Forgive me for raising my voice, but there's some things that we need to raise a voice and be the voice of God from the word of God. It says, at that moment, at that moment, the disciples returned and they were stunned to see Jesus speaking to a a Samaritan woman. Boy, the church is stunned sometimes. What is this? Why are all these things happening? Stunned. Are you listening? And stunned at the idea that Jesus would pour out his spirit on a riotous mob. Pour out his spirit on people that are running away emotionally. Listen, with a just argument, maybe in a just cause, but run. Listen. But we need to hear God. Jesus will come to where we are. He will speak to... You think you can only hear God because you, quote, you are a wonderful Christian that does everything right? You're not the one who really needs to hear from God the most. He will speak to anyone that he can engage and is willing to listen. And he will reveal himself to those that you oppose. That we would not touch with a 10-foot pole. That that's them and this is us and... No. But this is Jesus. They were stunned. I like that. 
because he wouldn't ask them permission to talk to someone that we don't talk to them. We don't interact with them. That's not socially acceptable. That's not politically correct. They were stunned. Why? We don't mix. They do their thing. We do our thing. And from both sides, see, there's them and there's us. I'm telling you today, there's only one God. There's only one way to God, that's Jesus. There's only one answer to man's problem because it's a heart problem and that's only the only one that can fix that is God and he is a fixer of hearts. He said, I will give you a heart. I will give you a brand new heart. If your heart has hatred, I'll give you a heart that loves. If your heart is harboring resentment and bitterness, I will heal that heart, that broken heart. And I'll give you a heart that's whole and full of peace. Well, if there's only one God, then listen, there's only one race, and it's the human race. It pleased God to make us. I, I heard this little song, and forgive me for being so childlike, but sometimes we need to be like little children. Watch them. You've got to teach them. You've got to teach them to hate somebody. You've got to tell them because naturally they don't know the difference until you tell them there's a difference. And Jesus said, until you become like a little child. He said, you can't receive the kingdom of God. Well, Jesus loves the little children. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of his world. Red and yellow. Black and white. They are precious in his sight. Oh, Jesus loves all the little red, little yellow, little black, little white children of the world. See, there's not my people and your people. There's only people. There's only people. This is stunning. And all at once the Bible says she dropped her water jug. It just fell off of her life. She forgot all about why she was there in the middle of the day. When no one else was around. She forgot about all of that. Said she dropped her water jar. I'll tell you, there's some things we need to drop our little water jug, don't we? That from the wells of the world. Or she was just suddenly surprised by God. And she was changed. She was changed. So now everything changed. The Bible says that she ran and told everyone, Come and meet a man. He could be the one. We've all been waiting for. Let me ask you today, what about you? People are waiting. People are looking for a change. I'm telling you the truth, Jesus is the change. 
And he's the only one that can change hearts and lives. The only one. I ask you again, what about you? You know, change starts with you, doesn't it? Starts with it starts right here. So you look you in the mirror and say, change has got to start with you. With your heart. And it begins with an honest conversation with Jesus first. Jesus above all and Jesus before all. You know, first John. The 20th verse says, anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred toward another. This makes him or her a phony. Because if we don't love a brother or sister who you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can see? For he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also demonstrate love to others. Let me ask you, what about you? What demonstration would you be part of today? Participate in today? John the 13th chapter. Somebody has to lead the demonstration, don't they? Let's follow Jesus. Didn't he demonstrate the love of God? The way God wants it to be. Didn't he tell us in John the 13th chapter and the 34th verse? I'll read it to you out of the Passion Bible. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another in the same way, everyone will know that you're my true followers. What can we As we look to Jesus, as we've seen Jesus today, what can we learn from Jesus? Number one, he went into her world. He went into that world. The real one, the one he was living in. Didn't Jesus come into our world? Isn't Jesus in our world today? Don't you think he know all about it? You think it surprised him? No, he's been here before. But he went into her world and he was personal and he was private and he was gentle with her and he spoke his word and his word brings his light, his wisdom and his understanding. He spoke the truth, but he spoke it in love. He kept the main thing, the main thing. And what would that be? Dear woman, what about you? This is about 
Not us and them. Not a Jew and a Samaritan. Not a racial thing. This is about you and me. And who you really are and who I am. Kept the main thing the main thing. He said, what about you and your heart? Evidently, it was a successful strategy. When one, a willing one, who tell everyone about the only one who can and will change anything and everything. So she dropped her jar. She ran and told everyone she knew about the one. And it says everyone went out to see this Jesus for themselves. To hear this Jesus for themselves. I do believe this. That if my people will pray. This is such a promise. And it's the only answer right now to the problems we're facing. The Bible says I will heal. And we need God's healing in our land today, don't we? Perhaps you're listening to me today and you need healing in your life. That begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. That begins with knowing who he really is and letting him be Lord. Choosing his words above every other, all the other words. Choosing his way above all of the other options. I want to pray today. I want to invite you to join me in prayer. If you need Jesus, if he's the one that you're looking for, maybe you've never recognized it until today, but he is the one. He is the only one that can change your heart. And that's where it starts, is in our heart. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I need you. I want you to come into my life. And to help me. Change me. It starts with me. And I thank you. For forgiving me. And for saving me. Amen. It's just that simple. See. Things need to change. But they'll only change if people change. And the one change that's needed is in the heart. And that starts with Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for joining us today and being with us here today. I want to pray uh, a very simple prayer. Uh, From this verse of scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, simply realize that It's too great for just one person or organization or the mind of man. But it's not too great for God. There's nothing greater than the name of Jesus, who he really is. 
he can and will heal. So I want to pray that prayer together. If you can agree uh, with me, there's many different ways that it can be expressed, but I'm just going to do it very simply today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, knowing that you'll hear us, that you want to and that you can heal our land and let it start inside of our hearts. God, heal us and bring healing to your people. All your people, red, yellow, black, and white. All that are precious in your sight. Those that do know and those that don't know and even those that think they know but really don't know. God, in the name of Jesus, heal the people. Heal the land. We know that you can. We know that you want to. We thank you that you will and that you are in Jesus' name. If you can agree with that, say amen. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been our pleasure to be with you. Uh, And we hope that you'll join us again the next time. Until that time, God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.